0: You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And we have a bit more Britney news today. And now I don't have any facts to base this on, (laughs) but it seems true. So I'm gonna okay, go. Okay, that's how all good stories start. Yeah, exactly. I know we try to be factual on this part of the pod where we just put some things it's, in. It's all vibes. It's just vibes. I mean, this feels true though that Reese Witherspoon's production company and Matthew McConaughey's production company are in a current war to obtain the rights to Britney Spears' book to make a TV show or movie about it. To which I say, step off, Matthew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your team, Reese. I'm team nobody. Britney oh. doesn't want this to be made, but if no. it is going
0: to be made. Obviously, I'm going to go with Reese. Exactly. I'm not saying I want Reese Witherspoon to have it. Sometimes her book to series and movie adaptations are good. Sometimes they're pretty bad. She's got a pretty solid hit and miss rate. But not Matthew. Matthew McConaughey has the whole no book, business. The biggest <laughs> takeaway from that book of men are evil. <laughs> yeah. Men and the Spears women are evil was the biggest takeaway for me. And so I just don't think that you should be producing it. Like, is there anyone you'd want to get the rights?
1: Not really. If anyone has to make it, it should be Shonda Rhimes. It should be Shonda Rhimes. Then it's a full circle thing from Crossroads through to the memoir. Yeah, because she wrote
0: Crossroads after Britney said, someone write me a movie. Do you
1: know when I learnt that fact? Yeah. My mind has never been more blown <laughs> than realising that
0: Shonda Rhimes wrote Crossroads. I know, but then when you watch it, you're like, oh. You're like, It's yeah. every smolsy yeah. <laughs> little moment from Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder and every other show. When it goes really soapy, yeah. that's how Crossroads went. No, what Shonda can do, she follows a brief, they said write a movie for Britney Spears where she's kind of Britney Spears but also wants <laughs> to study medicine and that's what Shonda did. She nailed it. And she added layers. <laughs> she added layers of cheating and abortions and women's rights and estranged parents and she's got Kim Cattrall closing the door oh God, in Britney yeah. Spears face. This has become like a Crossroads appreciation pod this year. That is a great movie. It is.
1: It wasn't appreciated at its time. And this year they did the big 20-year anniversary events and everyone was like, oh, this is a good movie. Yeah. I'm like, I have been telling you since I was a 10-year-old. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Justice for Crossroads. What someone like Ram should do is just do it inspired, is yeah. like make a really soapy drama series on like a binge, not a Netflix, so it drops weekly and, you know, it's not yeah. just kind of like a churn for the algorithm. And like make it just kind of inspired by Britney. Because then it'd be like the beginning of The Idol. I was going to say The Idol. Which was great. But good. And then, yeah, (laughs) that's our brief to Shonda Rhimes. The Idol, but really good. Yeah, please, Shonda. (laughs) But coming up on the show today, I mean, if we think we're going to get roasted for problematic men yesterday in my Jared Leto comments, well, buckle up. Because today things are getting much, much worse. So a poor, understood young man by the name of Leonardo DiCaprio is in hot water this week. He's being mocked by the world, things aren't looking good for Leo, and we have a very problematic defence of his recent behaviour that may or may not get us cancelled, so stay tuned for that. Oh God, (laughs) now I'm
1: scared. Okay, so over the weekend, big weekend for Leonardo DiCaprio, it was his 49th birthday and he threw a party. I didn't realise that we threw parties for 49th birthdays.
0: When your whole life is either making really intense movies where you push your body to the brink in order to win an Oscar so that other older white men will celebrate (laughs) you, or you party, of course you're going to have a party for your 49th birthday. I would have been disappointed in this man if he hadn't done that. But the
1: party was huge, which he set himself a really high bar to clear for his 50th next year. Looking forward to that. Oh, he will. I'll, I'll have another defense of him in 365 <laughs> days time. This party was really big. The guest list was wild. There were paparazzi that was camping outside at 4am waiting for everyone to leave, getting really unflattering would. photos of everyone yeah. in various states leaving the party. So you had Kim K. She looked really tired in the back of a car.
0: She infamously goes to bed at like nine o'clock. So that's oh, very late for her. It's like
1: Good morning. Lady Gaga was there, Zoe and Channing, fresh off their engagement, Olivia Wilde, Tycho Waititi and Rita Ora. Oh, your best friends. Because they are everywhere. They brought their
0: own tequila that they were slamming.
1: Yep. Zoe Saldana, Chris Rock, Lil Wayne, Snoop Dogg, even allegedly, no sightings because they're not going to get patched in the back (laughs) of a car, but Beyonce and Jay-Z were there. No, at
0: this stage of their careers, they just materialize in the party and then they evaporate when it's time to leave.
1: My favorite part of this is that every single report that has come out has made clear to say, however, DiCaprio remained at the center of attention. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I wouldn't want to hope so. <laughs>
1: Apparently, he was raised and carried around on a chair during the celebrations. So, like, Beyonce and Jay-Z were there, but everyone's like, but don't worry about them. Leo was there. Everyone cared about him. And I'm like, do they? Beyonce's right there.
0: Yeah, I know. But look, it was Leo's night. That poor boy never gets to make anything about him.
1: <laughs> and to be clear, his new 25-year-old girlfriend, Vittoria Ceretti, an Italian model,
0: she was also there. Did you see those stories around today that she was denied entry initially? <gasps> because- no. Yeah, she gets to the front of the party and you can't obviously hear what she's saying, but she's sent away because they don't know who she is and she's on the list.
1: It's because her birthday was the day before, (laughs) so
0: she turned 26. (laughs) And he was like cut from the guest list. (laughs) Or she's had to tell the security guard, I'm his girlfriend. He's like nondescript under 25 year old woman. You could model. You could be anyone. We've actually got four people (laughs) saying they're already his girlfriend inside. Like, what do you want? And she got sent away. She did eventually get in the party. I think she had to call someone. Oh, thank goodness. Leo comes running out and then he can't pick her out of the line because there's so many 25-year-old models there.
1: I also just think to paint the picture, he was wearing his baseball cap oh. and that is the hardest working piece of clothing <laughs> in Hollywood. He is never not wearing a hat. So this party happened, everyone knew it was happening. The photos of people in the backs of cars looking tired were great. But the biggest viral moment came when a video was obtained by TMZ, of course, yeah, that showed Leonardo DiCaprio rapping.
0: We're playing the video. Oh, no! I really wish I hadn't seen this. This is really killing my younger self and all the Leonardo DiCaprio crushes I had on all his hot movies back in the day.
1: Yeah, I saw a lot of comments that were like, bring back Arnie, you know, from What's Eating Gilbert
0: (laughs) Grape. Okay, for anyone who's not seen that video, which until five minutes ago I was back. I was in that club and I missed it. <laughs> Please describe the video.
1: It's a party. He's sort of like on a bar or on a table. He's above the crowd. He's got a microphone in his hand and he's still got his hat on. Yeah. And he's just rapping. He's partying. It looks like what? You'd imagine any party looks like. I do not understand the reaction.
0: And are people really roasting him
1: People this? are really roasting him. There are a lot of references to Logan Roy, who, for anyone who's not across, is the eldest boy in Succession, who one of the most famous Succession scenes is when he raps for his dad at his dad's birthday party and it's like the most full-body cringe you will ever experience. Oh, God.
0: L to the OG. Dude be
1: the OG. Playing like a pro- there are a lot of people that are saying it's the most cringe thing. I feel like that's kind of the reaction. I literally just watched you live well, happen. Now I
0: feel bad about that because, yes, that wasn't the kind of most flattering. <laughs> situation it did have the vibe of like an older guy like rolling into a nightclub and like sidling up to a group of 18 year olds which I'm assuming the people in that video were and trying to like take over the dance floor and stuff although when it's your birthday and you're Leonardo DiCaprio I feel like you should get a bit of a pass so
1: that's what's really annoying me I don't know why I woke up this morning and I was like you know what I have this really strong need to defend Leonardo DiCaprio who is really strange to be clear But everyone is all like, oh, you know, he's too old to be doing this. Like, he's emotionally stunted. And I'm like, he's literally just having fun at his birthday party. And we're not watching it with the context of being at his birthday party, Mm. whereas – he is at his birthday party. That's what you do at a party. You party.
0: Party. Yeah, I think why this has opened up such a can of worms for you and everyone else who's watching it. What we're going to get into after the break is not the fact that a very rich, white, successful man needs our defending or our <laughs> pity or our protection, yeah, even right. though you're really going in like <laughs> he's, he's okay. But it has opened up this big conversation of what constitutes a real life and what constitutes a life that's missing too much. And it's not a conversation we normally have around men so coming up after the break the defense that will get us cancelled
1: so I think what's really got under my skin about this is that I hate the inference that growing up means that you need to settle down or that you can't let loose and that you can't enjoy your own birthday party and I think that with Leo there's obviously sort of other issues with Leo and his persona and the fact that his girlfriends are 25 that I think plays into this and is one of the reasons that people find this particularly grating. Him as the eternal bachelor and more broadly bachelors and sort of unmarried and single people in Hollywood. Like we don't know what to do with them and I think that plays into society as well. We don't really know what to do with people who don't follow the like traditional path of you know you settle down you get married you have some children and if you go to a party and you party that's you letting loose because the rest of your life is like more contained
0: yeah exactly I mean I've always had a problem with this idea that your personality magically changes as you get older Mm. like people always say to me like oh but when you turn 30 this should happen when you turn 40 this should happen and obviously like everyone changes a bit as they get older but this idea that that there's a personality that's hooked to your age and that your personality should should change mm-hmm. every time you have a birthday I think is a really outdated idea but what you're saying is so true like so much of people looking at Leo and being like oh he's so like sad and depressing and this is embarrassing all that sort of thing first of all looks like he's having a great time <laughs> I'm just gonna say I would have loved to have been in that party yeah, on fun. that dance floor I would have won a cap would have been great but why a lot of people are attaching this narrative to him of this poor sad emotionally stunted man child which could be true yeah really know, and I'm
1: like sure it kind of is in a is, way but like he's at a party
0: yeah, that he paid for. Yeah, <laughs> so, so true. There's that. But it's more so this idea that he's not married, he doesn't have kids as well, I think is mm. the big thing, is that this looking like you're partying and enjoying your life society makes you feel like that's very empty if you haven't gone down this very traditional road of having kids and getting married and it's so interesting that we can attach that to anyone whether they're just a normal person working a part-time job and living in an apartment or they're a superstar you know with huge amounts of money mm. obviously the money and fame do kind of help deflect from that idea of pitying but it's very telling the type of people who will look at something like this and be like oh it's because he doesn't have any kids that's yeah. why he's dancing I feel like he'd be dancing anyway and I feel like the other narrative that's attached to Leonardo DiCaprio is this idea that he might one day come good Mm. and this idea of Hollywood men coming good is always linked to them being long-term bachelors. And then finally, finally, you know, getting married, deciding to have kids, this idea that a woman catches them and ties them down. It's so retro, but even the most kind of like open thinking people, like I still hear them talk in that manner because everyone knows what they're supposed to say in public, but what everyone talks about behind closed doors is very different. And there's still this idea that Hollywood men will only come good when they get married and have children
1: yeah totally and then we applaud the women for being able to change him you know what I mean yeah I guess the one that just springs to mind probably for everybody is George Clooney who throughout my entire life everyone was like George Clooney is just like Forever The Bachelor. And he was always like, I don't want to get married A playboy, a party
0: boy. Yeah, he was married early on, but like for most of his time, he was like very publicly, like had a lot of girlfriends. Yeah. It's the kids thing too. Yeah. It's like you could be married, but it's the having the kids thing. And then in 2014, he got married to Amal Clooney and then they had twins together, Ella and Alexander, in 2017 when he was 56. And it was like this sigh from people like, oh, thank God. Yeah. He's finally come good he's a changed man his life finally has meaning and it was like they'd been waiting for it to happen like everyone loved him as a playboy in his 30s and 40s but once he got over 50 it was like I mean for women it would be 30 everyone's like she's done exactly but for men it's 50 but even like look at Hugh Grant he was Mm. such a big playboy for so many years which is so at odds with his like lovable rom-com character but he's really a dirty dog (laughs) he's a dirty (laughs) dirty guy I mean yes the stuff that man has done but he had so many famous girlfriends but obviously you know never settled down never had kids there was this idea like oh what a waste of a man because you know he's such a rom-com leading man and he's so handsome it's such a waste that he never had a real life was the vibe and then at 51 he had his first girlfriend and now he has like a whole bunch of kids he has like four so many four kids too
1: many for me to remember four
0: kids who all need inheritances, which is why he's (laughs) playing an oompa loompa coming to to cinemas this december (laughs) i will have you know that i am a perfectly respectable size for an oompa A real life will cost you. Even someone like John Stamus, who only at 54 had his first son, and because he'd been, this is a bit before our time because we're so young, but like through the, yeah, yeah. (laughs) through like the 90s and like 2000s but 90s especially he was such a heartthrob but that idea that he was in his 50s never had kids never had a real life and now he's also someone who we're talking about has like come good the same happened for Richard Gere again it's men in rom-coms if (laughs) men in rom-coms become like these big bachelors who, when he turned 50, he had his first child and he, they've now had a second one. That idea that he had also like finally found a real life and isn't that good for him? Whereas I think the women who get tied up in this narrative, like a Jennifer Aniston or a Renee Zellweger, those stars who have like talked about different reasons they didn't have children, but they almost get it harder, this idea that they didn't have a real life or their lives are kind of sad in a way and so they have to present themselves in a very certain way. Can you imagine if we saw them dancing on tables and dating 25 year olds like no one would be like oh that's just them so quirky like they would be crucified. Completely and look I think you're right it
1: is definitely a much harder thing on women. And I think that with the Jennifer Aniston, for example, like we only accept it because she's had to come out and say, look, like I tried, this is what happened. This is what I went through. This was a really hard time for me. I really didn't like when people asked me about it and she's almost had to like excuse it, which I don't think that we ask of Leo. Like if Leo just said like, look, I don't want children. I don't want to get married. I just want to live my life. We'd be like, okay, yeah, sure, you do you. But women really have to, like, jump
0: through extra hurdles. Have to hurdles. put out all their, like, deepest emotional yeah, scars in history. Huge, and they have to say, dumping. I tried, I did IVF, I had miscarriages. Like, they have to put out their most intense personal pain mm-hmm. for people to go, okay, I guess you get a pass. Like, we still don't think you have a real life, but at least you tried Yeah, totally. kind of thing. Whereas any famous woman came out and was like, I just didn't want, I just wanted to, like, drink and go out. But also people don't have kids because they just want to drink and party. There's lots of other reasons that people don't have children that is not to do with like, I want to be the life of the party and I want to spend my whole life intoxicated. I think that's the other big narrative that comes out of this.
1: Obviously, Leo is fine. Most of these people are fine. But it's really interesting because when we do talk about this, we often talk about the stigma in regards to famous women like you, Jennifer Aniston. And it's interesting that it also sticks to men because I just think it speaks to broadly the fact that society and we watch these people and we're not quite sure what to do with them they don't quite fit in the box that we expect everyone to fit into yeah and it's just interesting that it kind of impacts every single person including possibly one of the most powerful people in acting
0: and again, we know Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> doesn't need our defence. He's all right. He's fine. He doesn't know people are he saying this. He also got up
1: the next day very hungover and went to a screening. So he's all right. I was yeah. going to say,
0: I, I'm sure he's still on that dance floor. I would be in bed somewhere for days. Somewhere in that cap, <laughs> dancing his little heart out. Well, Leo, if you have a party in Australia, please invite us. We won't <laughs> <Please>. judge you. <laughs> be out on that dance floor looking just as weird as you are.
1: Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Taylor Strano with audio production by Scott Stronach. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye.
0: Bye.